Philosophy Guys Show number 47, take two. Bon Jovi from Have a Nice Day and welcome to the Philosophy Guys show. Welcome number back. number 47. Take 2. That is it's right it's take 2 because somebody pushed the pause button and forgot to unpause it. All right. Use your ear. <laughs> Peanut gallery's chuckling here. Uh, yeah. Um if you're uh, a first-time listener, like the peanut gallery here, to the Philosophy Guys show, welcome. And if you're a returning listener, welcome back. And this should be fun. <laughs> All right. What, did, what have you been up to, Julie? Oh, shopping and dealing with stupid men that consider themselves salespeople. I do not like the fact that if you walk into a store... A tech store or a store on equipment of some sort that because you're a woman they automatically assume you don't know anything just irritates me point I went out to get us a new printer I walked in I went to office max I knew what we wanted I knew what it's supposed to do. I knew that I needed a wireless um, printer or wanted a wireless printer. I knew we wanted the 4-in-1 capability. I knew I needed to have something with a USB port on it, and it would have been nice if I could get something that would print photos. Well, I found that. I found two when I walked into Office Max, and one was I think the one that you had looked at previous to me going out to get this and I had a question so I pulled out my phone to call you and ask a quick question and at the same time the salesperson comes up to me and can I help you no I have it covered I know what I'm looking for I proceeded to make my phone call and he would not leave me alone he stood there eavesdropping on my conversation I physically turned away and walked away. He continued to walk with me. Can I do anything for you? I'm like, no, I know what I want. I Just leave me be. Wouldn't leave me alone. I ended up walking 
away from all the printers into a different part of the store before he left me alone, finished my conversation with you, made sure that the printer that I was looking at was the one you were looking at, and it was, but it was a hundred bucks more expensive than what you had seen, and I don't remember where you were. And Best Buy. Is it Best Buy? <laughs> and then um, he made a attempt to come walking towards me, and I walked right out of the store. It's like, number one, if I tell you I don't need help and I know what I'm looking for, leave me be. Number two, you don't eavesdrop on somebody's conversation when they're on the phone. I don't care who you are as a salesperson. So he lost, he lost that day. Because the next store I went to was Best Buy. <laughs> and there I found, I think, the printer you were looking at, the printer I finally bought, and a third one. And the guy automatically saw me. He's like, can I help you? I said, no, I know what I'm looking for. I'm fine. And he's like, fine, okay. And he went off his merry way. And then I did find a second printer, different than the one you had discussed with me. And there was a question about it. So I went back up to him. I said, I have a question now. Can you help me? He goes, sure. He sat he didn't explain every little doohickey thing like I was a first grader and knew nothing about computers. He listened to my question. He let me finish. He's like, you know, I don't know. He, I mean, actually said he didn't know, but then came back with, you know what, but you're in luck today because the HP rep happened to be at the store that day. So he brought the HP rep over, carried on. Very nice adult, non-condescending conversation about the printer asked questions, explained it to me without dumbing it down for me to, to understand it, and I walked out of there actually upgrading the printer that we thought we were going to get to the one we did get, and took me, what, 20 minutes tops, and I didn't feel like I was talked down to, berated, or made otherwise seem inferior because I was a female without no male counterpart with me. And it was a hundred bucks cheaper, even for the upgraded model, than the Office Max. Cool. So what did we get? Well, you'll have to tell them because I can't read that far. We got the HP Photomart. I'm sorry. Photosmart C7820. And it does basically everything you could want for a home printer. With the exception of the printer I didn't get. The only thing it doesn't do, apparently, based on what you had, um, the upgraded model, mm -hmm. this one doesn't do two-sided copies. No, there's but no this need one, for me to. This one does copies, fax, scans, scans um, prints photos without a computer. You can just put in the smart media from your digital camera. Or and, your USB cable. Or your USB cable and uh, print your photos mm -hmm. automatically. They turn out nice. Yeah. I, I've, um, our, one of our sons decided to... Uh, Learn how to do that before his mother? Uh, yes. yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so he scanned in, I think he scanned in a picture of himself and printed a photo of his... He scanned in a school photo. Yes, and reprinted and it, himself. And reprinted it. Without not out a lot of uh, without help the, without, because uh, we weren't here. 
So. And he didn't break it. He didn't break it. So. He kind of scares me. He's going to be techy like you. Yeah. So anyway, new printer. New printer, very nice printer. Wireless. Wireless. Very happy. All the other computers can print off of it. I don't have trouble with the laptop. Yep. I haven't installed the uh, drivers on the other computers yet, but I will. I don't care about the other computers. I know you don't. Mm-hmm. So. Hey, yeah, and he, and he did it. I did ask him, and he he had a... He didn't have to think about the answer because I said, we're going to have multiple types of computers using the printer. And he didn't think that it was going to be a big deal, Mac, Dell, whatever. No, it, the... He says it will automatically pick it up. Like he said, he was, he was very nice. He didn't dumb it down, which I appreciated because I'm not dumb. Yeah. By the way, that uh, the disc that came with the printer has Mac OS drivers. For it. Yeah, he said so. Didn't yeah. I just say that? Yes, you did. Okay. Uh-oh. <laughs> Onward. Onward. And then there's the ongoing Apple store lack of customer service this week. So tell me about that. Well, I went to replace the... Um, black carrying case clippy thing for my iPhone because it cracked, stress cracked and I found that you cannot buy those two pieces individually you what are you giving me that look for now oh the dogs are whining you know what the dogs can whine, let's finish Um, the hard sided case that goes around the iPhone before you put it in the black holder, they do not sell separately. So if I wanted to go back with that same piece, I would have had to spend about 40 bucks to replace the whole thing and get something I didn't need. So I looked for something different. And I ended up with something, a black leather case, but it doesn't have the um, adjustable rotating clip thing. But the guy was of no help. He's like, well, they're back there in the corner. And whatever's there is what we got. And, I mean, it was literally of no help with what was was out there. When I was done, um, I didn't think of this initially, but I paid for it. And I walked out, and I'm thinking, I don't have my receipt. And he said the receipt would be emailed to, to my house. I'm like, okay, whatever. It wasn't like it was the big iPhone purchase from before, no big deal. Well, I still don't have said receipt in the, in our email, and it's been two weeks. Also, how do you tell the difference between salespeople now? Because it doesn't seem like anybody wants to help you. You could sit at that desk, and they don't acknowledge you. I was told, well, if you had, because I had a couple questions about the MacBook Pro, Versus the peanut gallery needs to turn off the math blaster. Now. Peanut gallery. Okay, thank you. Um, where was I now? I'm lost. Well. Customer service. Customer service. And, and, and the Apple story, store. Your story ties in so you can continue. Yeah. Um. Well, I also had to go to the 
said Apple store at Mayfair and um, replaced my earbuds for, for my iPod. And um, what, because you had had that experience at Apple with buying your iPhone and with uh, buying this case, I, I went in there and I said to the, uh, well, first of all, they never, sh they never tell you where, you know, the, I the little iBuds, they're not in a very good they're, spot. They're, I know where they, all that stuff is now because yeah, I had the back to look in for the it myself because he didn't show it to me. It's way in the back. Okay. Well, I didn't have a problem, I mean, finding it. But what happened was I, I had my little uh, package with the iBuds or the earbuds in, and I, I go to the counter, which is, uh, I find out, is not the register. Yeah, no, I isn't. just I just sat there and the guys looked at me and I finally go to some guy and said, "I'd like to pay." I goes, "Well, you can just go to any any person and and they can check you out. They got these little hip register thingies." And it's like, "Okay, who?" Because <laughs> I couldn't really tell who was an employee and who wasn't. Mm -hmm. um, so I did finally find a a gal that had uh, a hip uh, register thing. And uh, what bugs me about Apple, other than the fact it's Apple, is um, that apparently they've gone totally cashless at the, these stores because I didn't see anywhere where you could pay cash or write a check for anything. Um, so luckily, but luckily I didn't um, pay cash at this point. But uh, so she took out her little hip register card reader, read my card, and I said, um, I'll need a receipt with that. And she goes, oh, okay, I'll get you a receipt and a bag. And she went in the back and got me the receipt and the bag. Much different than the response I got the first time. Well, I he, go... He made a production of having to print out the receipt. Well, the way I said it was, I, it was more like it wasn't a request. Mm -hmm. It was a... a dem an ex expectation that I would get a receipt. I, I remember my train of thought now. Is when I was done getting the case, I said I needed, to, I wanted a couple questions answered in my quest to decide between the the MacBook and the MacBook Pro. And I was told and given a card that if I had questions, I should make an appointment to come back and go through this. And I'm like thinking to myself, hmm, I don't think I'm going to be buying my, my new laptop from the store. Because if you're in a mall, people don't make appointments to go to the mall. People go to the mall, they walk around, especially in the, in the winter, end of spring, or beginning of spring where it's yucky outside. You go, you walk around, something catches your eye, you go in and look. You don't go with the thing as, gee, I have a 2 o'clock appointment with the Apple person because, you know, I might just have some questions today. People don't shop like that. Okay, why no. couldn't he answer your questions he, when you asked them? He answered the minimal he could and did his best to get me onto something else or away from him. Because I didn't have an appointment to speak about tech issues or questions about different programs. They considered that something I need to make an appointment for. Why? Because he wasn't qualified to answer a tech question? Don't know. Didn't go that far. So that just kind of 
just solidified my thing that I'm going to be buying this computer online from somebody. And you'll get a receipt in probably 30 <laughs> seconds. Or less. Uh, it's just, you know, you go to a place that, and we're not talking that they have cheap things there. I mean, I don't think I wouldn't consider like an iPhone cheap. No, but or even, a accessor- cheap. even accessories are 20 bucks or, or higher. There's 30 not- bucks for a pair of earbuds. Anyway, they lack customer service basic skills. You can't, as you've alluded to, you can't tell who the customer versus the employee is unless you're keyed in to look for those damn little hip things that they scan. There is nothing on the front of that store that says that they don't accept cash or a check that says that they only deal with a debit or a credit card. So if you walk into that store intending to pay cash, you're going to get a rude awakening when they won't take it. It's just very different. It's not set up like the rest of the regular shopping world, and I'm not exactly sure why. I don't understand that. Because, gee, wherever I go, cash, check, or credit card are the three basic legal tenders that everybody takes. Mm -hmm. All right. How about if somebody in our audience, if you have any opinion about service at the Apple store or service at IT technical sales in general, give us a call at 206-202-2008 or write us at philosophyguyshow at gmail.com. Or don't tickle me at gmail.com. And, and let us know what your opinion about the, the Apple Store. Okay, that's enough about my, sh- my week and shopping. What about you? Well, we had our implementation uh, a week ago. And how did that go? That went well. Um, so I still have a job for now. Job's always good. And um, so that's about it. Nothing too exciting. Actually... For all that could have happened, it was pretty pretty uh, non-eventful. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it makes up for me who still hasn't learned. I had a relapse. I can't say no. I know you didn't get home until what three o'clock this morning. Quarter to four. Quarter to four. Yeah. I think she just went to the bar myself. <laughs> yeah, she, I wish. she probably wishes she did after the, your horror stories. Yeah, work was not fun. So anyway. You'll like it when I get my paycheck. Yes, I will. Um, let's see what else is going on. Oh, we had a, I had a little talk on Skype um, before we recorded tonight. About? Oh, uh, well, about somebody kind of reinventing themselves. And I, I kind of I said, wow, what a good topic. I mean, not so much reinventing yourself, but how has podcasting changed your life? Gee, I listen to podcasts. I podcast, and I listen to more podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> and that's no. a lot different than it was a couple of years ago when you didn't know about podcasts. No, you you sprung that on me, and I didn't flinch, and I didn't go running away. I didn't put you down for doing something that I didn't know anything about. Mm-hmm. Instead, I chose to do two things. Number one, to support you. Number two, to see what it was. And I liked what I saw. And I joined him. And now as we 
figured out in the first take before we figured out we were on pause. I'm listening to at least 30 different podcasts, which I knock on wood, I'm up to date on all of them, so I'm not behind, and if I can keep up to date, I'm going to add some more, so any listeners out there have suggestions for other podcasts to listen to, um, they would write. be greatly appreciated. You can call um, or write, don't tickle me, at gmail.com. Why, thank you. You've introduced me to a lot of different things with podcasting. I've been introduced to new people um, through the convention, through people I've met online, to different music things, to different point, points of view on a variety of topics. And it's nice because it's different. I think I'm getting a more rounded version of things than the crap I was sick of listening to on regular radio. Okay. So thanks. You're welcome. Mm. Um, yeah, I got started kind of as a, uh, just to see what the technology was all about. When it yeah, was, I made my bills go up for, gee, the mixer, microphone, microphones, headphones, la- laptop, laptop, iPods, iPods, <laughs> iPhones, and well, but I can't say too much because I'm going to get the MacBook Pro. Okay. Um, so I got into the, from the technical side, but I also, um, I don't know if I ever told you this, but I always had that fantasy of being the rock and roll DJ. No, never heard this one yeah. before. So, you know, um, there was a couple of times when I actually, there's a friend of ours, Paul, in the olden days. Uh-huh. And he had a radio show and I... Paul had a radio show? Yeah, the Sunday morning... Religious oh, block. Oh yeah, I remember now. So Gosh. I helped him on a couple of episodes, and uh, boy, the things we forget. Yeah, after twenty some years. Oh, don't remind me. So, so I always had it's you been know, fun. Yeah, the fantasy of being the rock and roll DJ, mm-hmm. and um, and I've always been one who likes uh, wacky you like comedy. You tinker, you like wacky comedy, you like techie stuff. stuff. This is a good fit. Yeah, so, but what else I like is the community mm-hmm. of podcasting. Very supportive. Mm-hmm, and uh, also, the, you know, the fact that it has a global reach. Mm-hmm. And um, that it's something that, that we can all do. So, um, I, oh, and it also has kind of helped me moderate some of my crazy views a little <laughs> bit. Hear how some, some other people think, and that, that's, I appreciate that. So, I appreciate all of you podcasters that, that take the time and the effort to, uh, to get your voice heard and, your, and play your music and whatever. Okay, we need to roll. All right, why don't we take a break? Okay, and with what song? song? Play a song for the Podsafe Music Network. And, and that would be? I Got Sunshine from Sarah Vanderhaar. Is this a remake? It might be, but I'm not sure. I think it's something from the 70s. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll play the song and you tell me if it's a remake. Okay.
beneath my feet Feed my soul and drink the wine So much more for me to be Far beyond what I can see I choose to let the sun shine in Music Network, that was Sarah Vanderhaar, and you can find her at sarahvanderhaar.com, and that's spelled S-A-R-A-H-V-O-N-D-E-R-H-A-A-R. Okay, now that we're back, you forgot something the first half. I know. We are trying to come up with a new name. For this couple's cast. For this couple's cast. We didn't get any emails, we didn't get any voicemails. I had a off-the-cuff comment from Crystal from the Life of Spa Guy's Wife for the Tickleless cast or the Tickle Me cast or something like to that. And I'm like, mm, nice try. Won't fit the both of us, though. Okay, the <laughs> other... We, what the we've come up with... Okay. Can I finish? I, I did you, start this. I thought you were finished. Okay. No, 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 no. The things that we've come up with are um, useless cast and talk about cast. Or talk about podcast, depending. No, talk about cast. Okay, so those are the two we have at least officially written down and, and talked about. We will leave it again if you guys have 
any suggestions or something to get us pointed into another direction because we're not really sure yet, give us a call at, hold on, 206-202-2008. Am I right? Correct. Ooh. Or you can email me at donttickleme at gmail.com. Or you can get a hold of um, PG here at philosophyguyshow at gmail.com. All right. Okay? Yep. Okay. Okay. Now, you wanted news. News, news, news. Um, I forgot to print out the first one, but... I, I heard about this one already. In, I'm sure it's been all over the place, but <laughs> two years too many in the bathroom. Uh, this woman, I don't remember where, but she... I want to say Kansas. I want to say sure. Kansas, too, but I don't remember. But she ended up going into the bathroom and not coming out until forcibly removed the temper by... Tantrums, temper tantrum of all temper tantrums? Locking yourself in the bathroom? Well, for two years? I said the temper tantrum of all temper tantrums. Yeah. Anyway. And, and anyway, the, the, the article I read was they were going to... They were considering pressing neglect charges on her boyfriend who lived with her for enabling her to sit on the toilet for two years. Where she had grown onto the toilet seat. That's just disgusting, just even thinking about that part. But the boyfriend part just begs me to say that where is this guy's IQ and stuff? Where's her IQ? Well, forget her IQ for the moment. If somebody, if you saw somebody lock themselves in the bathroom and not come out in a, quote, appropriate amount of time... I'm thinking, not more than a couple hours. You do something about it. You don't let somebody just lock themselves in the way day after day after day. What is he doing? Opening the door by a crack and shoving food in there? I, I see the police's um, it, It's definitely it's, odd, it's, yes. It's, it's not normal behavior. It does border on abuse because he enabled her. For so long to do that, so I, I can see where they where they would do that. And I but can you, think... can you imagine the conversation? I mean, he had said, dear, according to what I read, is that he had asked her, "Do you want to come out?" Well, come on, I can ask a two year old if they want to come out of where they're at, and if they don't do it, I'm gonna go in there and get them. Yeah. I mean, again, where's the the IQ level here? He should have gone to get some other some other help if he couldn't get her out of there. To let her sit there for two years, I gotta question his sanity. I gotta question. I gotta him. question them both. But I well, mean, can you imagine the uh, the dialogue? Hello. Yes. Are you coming out today? No. no long. See again. Obviously, something's wrong with her to do that. But there's obviously something wrong for him to enable her to do that. And I would be very interested to see if they do press charges against him. Or if they both go in for some sort of mental health counseling or... Um... Plastic surgery. <laughs> okay, we're done there. <laughs> What's your next news bit? The next news bit I found from ITWorld.com. And it, it, it kind of um, it is near and dear to my heart because it talks about me directly and, and others uh, who uh, spend their lives... At that dirty job known as IT. 
and it's the seven dirtiest jobs in IT. And I won't go through all of them, but I'm listed at number seven. I see. Legacy systems archaeologist is what or they called me. <laughs> Wanted well, individuals. Yes, I am a relic. Individuals familiar with 3270, VAX, VMS, <laughs> COBOL, AS400, and other legacy systems no one remembers. Must be able to type entirely in capital letters for extended periods of time. Applicants must meet minimum age requirement of 55. Okay. I'm almost there. You are not almost there. All right, 10 years from there. Not even. 11. So, number... You're you're a partial relic. I'm a partial relic. Um, The number six dirtiest job in IT is the help desk zombie. And I know a lot of them. Excellent entry-level opportunity for multitasking individual with low (laughs) self-esteem. Ability to read from scripts is a plus. Potential to move up to bug scraper, password reset technician, or tape rotation coordinator. You've just described the helpless desk at work. And I'll add one other thing. English is not always necessary. Yeah, I'll give you that. Number five, on-site reboot specialist. Seeking individuals for on-site support of end users. Must be familiar with three-finger control, alt-delete, salute, and power cord reconfiguration. Ability to withstand a variety of environments and personality types. Concealed weapons permit a plus. Individual with anchor management issues need not apply. I don't even have a degree in computers, and I am already pretty much an on-site reboot <laughs> specialist. That's Does, pretty sad. Yes. I think you've told me where you've done on-site I, reboot. I've done on-site rebooting. I've done the helpless desks job, yes, multiple times. We won't go there. Here's, here's one. And, and this one is uh, also uh, it, more of the soft side of IT. The interdepartmental peace negotiator. Looking for self-starters skilled at moderating tech disputes between warring factions within the same company or between a company and its clients. Must possess experience in ego-stroking, manipulative massage, and hand-to-hand combat. Isn't that the definition of a consultant? Yeah, you have to kind of stroke the clients and make yeah. them feel good, and but at the same time tell them you've got to spend $20 yeah. million dollars more on your system. Number three, enterprise espionage engineer, quote, black ops, seeking slippery individuals comfortable with lying, cheating, stealing, breaking, and entering for penetration testing of enterprise networks. Requirements include familiarity with hacking, malware, and forgery, must be able to plausibly impersonate a pest control specialist or a fire marshal. Please submit rap sheet along with resume. (laughs) So these are the guys that you pay to hack your network so they don't hack it on their own. Number two, data center migration specialist. Position involves relocating and reconfiguring data center over impossible distances within a ridiculously short time frame Prior experience as cable jockey, rack and stack grunt, console monkey, and or log zombie a plus. 
What the heck did I just read? Okay, what that is is um, a lot of times, and this is even true where I work, we outsource our hardware. So all of the ma- all of the boxes reside at a outsourced data center in a, another state, and what you do is in those cases they they lease they go like a contract three year contract or whatever. So every three years you end up having to move all of your infrastructure to another place to get a cheaper rate. And usually you do it over a weekend, and you may have a six week project to do it. Okay, you get the last final one. The number one dirtiest IT job is the sludge system architect. And this is really dirty. Seeking individuals with demonstrated ability to squeeze over, under, or between confined spaces. To solve technical problems, candidates must be prepared to work long hours for low pay under adverse conditions. Must not be allergic to sawdust, vermin, airborne pathogens, or sewage. These are the guys that actually run the cable in the sewers or run the cable through the baseboards. I'll stick with my nursing job. Thank you very much. All right. Is that it for your news? So that's the news. Should we take another song or skip? Do another song. All right. We're going to do another song. This comes from also from the Podsafe Music Network at music.podshow.com. And it is... 100-year picnic and heaven.
is a hundred year picnic with heaven from the Podsafe Music Network at music.podshow.com. Welcome back. Our cheese head spotlight segment is one of our kids' favorite restaurants, Culver's. How does this become a cheese head spotlight? Well, Culver's restaurant. Started in Sauk City, Wisconsin. No way. Yeah. We've been there. We have? Yes. With the slogan, every guest who chooses Culver's leaves happy, Culver's has for nearly 25 years brought burgers and custard to the people of Wisconsin and the nation. Whataburgers. Craig Culver and his family opened the first Culver's in... July 18th, 1984. So not that old. At the site of a former A&W in Sauk City, Wisconsin. Their first franchise location opened six years later in nearby Baraboo. Culver's had only 14 restaurants in 1993, but they began growing after adopting a program that requires franchisees to undergo a 16-week training program and managed their business themselves. They opened their 100th restaurant in June of 2000 and their 200th in January of 2003. Their 300th restaurant opened in Fond du Lac on October 3rd, 2005. Currently located in Wisconsin, Illinois, Minnesota, Michigan, Ohio, Kentucky, Indiana, Iowa, North Dakota, South Dakota, (laughs) Missouri, Nebraska, Wyoming, Colorado, and Texas. Culver's serves freshly made butter burgers while you wait. They also serve petty melts, pork sandwiches, and a decent fish fry on Fridays. Or anytime. They also have a very decent chicken Caesar salad now that I'm on my weight loss program. But what makes Culver's famous is the custard. (laughs) Unlike in other areas of the country that serves ice cream, Culver's serves frozen custard. For those who have never had the pleasure of tasting frozen custard, it's much richer and creamier than ice cream, and probably has more calories. Well, duh. In addition to sugar... That's why it's so good. (laughs) In addition to sugar and cream in ice cream, frozen custard also contains eggs. It is usually thicker and creamier than normal ice cream and is served at about 26 degrees instead of the 10 degrees that ice cream is served at. Didn't know that. If you ever are near... Culver's, give the chain a try, and you can taste the proud tradition of Wisconsin. And you can find Culver's on the web at www.culver's.com. Now you've made me hungry for a turtle sundae, which I cannot have. I know, and and uh, and if and if you're like our oldest, he lives the, for he the lives summer. For the summer, because Culver's, in addition. To serving the custard serves lemon ice throughout the summer months, and he's addicted. Yes. Um, 
our one son doesn't like ice cream, but he loves sherbets and ices. He does. But uh, definitely, uh, if you're on a diet, you don't want to go to Culver's, but no. But if you have to splurge... Mm. Stop talking about it. Let's go on. What's next? (laughs) All right, Julia, what are you reading? Well, I have a new series to read. I was told of an author named John Ringo, and he has a several books out. But the books that were recommended to me that I am waiting for the first one. For whatever reason, the second one came first. It's called the Council War series, and the um, little blurb on the back of the book says, an exciting blending of future science fiction with some fantasy elements in a Delightful action-packed tale. The storyline never slows down. Um, The Midwest Book Review says fans will anxiously await sequels. And what did the Philadelphia Weekly Press say here? Yes, Virginia, there will be dragons and demons and wizards. Oh, my. Great fun. So I can't wait to, to read the series. I read one other book of his, which was called The Princess of Wands, and it was also a very good book dealing with sci-fi fantasy stuff so hopefully the um book will come in the first book in the series will come in in a couple days and i can start reading that but it looks very good from the cover in what was told to me by my friend so there's like four books in this series that i hope to start reading it sounds very good cool cool otherwise just rereading a couple books till that comes in ah uh-huh. okay well um, we don't have any voicemail today. Sorry. Maybe Tim and Red Boy didn't call me back. No. Hmm. But um, you can always call us at 206-202-2008 to answer, well, our questions, which are... Show names. Show names. Or ideas. And also, what, um, how did podcasting change your life? And if you'd like to send us an email, you can send it to philosophyguyshow at gmail.com. Or don't tickle me at gmail.com. If you would like to talk to us on Skype, we are... Don't tickle me. And philosophy guy. Or on Twitter. Where you are the philosophy guy and I am don't tickle me. And if you can't get enough of us, or you left your iPod at home, yeah, we are just a phone call away. We are. Yes, you can listen to the Philosophy Guy Show anytime you'd like by calling 509-895-2522. Whoa, hey, whoa, ha, ha. And this is sponsored by (laughs) phonecasting.com. What the heck is this? This is... <laughs> you surprised something on me. Yes, I did. It's Phonecasting.com allows you to call in and listen to your favorite podcast, as long as you signed up for it. And you're uh, paying by the minute to listen to a show? Uh, yes. Phone rates apply. Normal phone <laughs> rates apply. But you know, if you well, have, have an unlimited plan, if you have an unlimited <laughs> plan, and like hearing us at seven kilohertz phone bandwidth, uh, better yet, just download it from iTunes or listen on your computer. All right. <laughs> Good night.
Good night, and we're going to leave you with a great song from the Podsafe Music Network, and it is Falling Into You from Aaliyah Brown. This is an awesome tune. So, good night. Good night.